Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. When we closed last week's broadcast, we had just begun to talk about how to implement Shanti's 12 surprising secrets of highly happy couples. Once again, here are those 12 surprising secrets. No little is big. Believe the best. Go to bed mad. Keep score. Boss their feelings around. Have factual fantasies. Use sign language. Hang out. Don't tell it like it is. Look higher. Get in over their heads. Think they hit the jackpot. As you'll recall, the first control group of 10 couples of different ages, cultural backgrounds, and stages of life failed in their attempt to apply these habits in the real world. When Shanti and Jeff dug into what had happened, they were relieved to discover that the secrets did work, just not when you try to learn and do them all at once. Some of the couples told them, you know, it's difficult to keep all these things in our minds all the time. Or, we just have too much going on. Or, I think we'll have to do this later. Trying to focus on everything at once was overwhelming, so it was easier to just not do any of it. Well, what was the lesson that Shanti and Jeff learned? You have to tackle these habits in bite-sized pieces. Start small. Try only one or two things at a time and don't worry about the rest for a while. Remember, we're talking about behavioral change. And behavioral change takes time. And it's different for each individual and couple. Armed with what they had learned from their first group of ten couples, Shanti and Jeff recruited another set of couples. When they asked the participants in their second experimental group, Are these tips making any difference for you, such as increasing your happiness and level of contentment in your marriage? They heard some amazing stories. One wife responded, Yes, they are tips I was not expecting to be the real key to happiness. I thought it would have to be something so secret, so difficult to achieve. But actually, it's common sense, easy to put into place, and fun to find ways to apply it to our marriage. Shanti and Jeff were able to boil things down to 10 tips that made the difference for those who end up being able to apply these secrets of happy couples in a practical, life-changing way. Well, last week we covered the first three. Let me repeat those three and then add the remaining seven. 1. Identify what you are doing well. Of the 10 habits, which ones are you already doing well? Give yourself credit. Seeing the things you already do, especially if you don't even realize it, is key to keeping them going for the long haul. 2. Pick your bite. Choose one or two to work on. To make behavioral changes, start small. Don't be like the first test group that got so excited about the habits that they tried to do all of them and thus didn't end up doing any of them. Pick only one or two habits to practice, ideally, for several weeks. And even narrow it down to one particular habit within a habit where necessary. Remember, we're talking about sustainable behavioral change, and that takes time. 
Number three, be ready to connect the dots. Don't wait for the perfect time because here's a newsflash. There probably won't be any perfect time. So start now and be ready to watch and connect a given effort with a given result from day one. Some habits build happiness over time, but others, such as the little things, may make a difference almost immediately. Number four, try these habits alone if you have to. It still works. Even if one spouse is reluctant, you can still start. Each habit requires just one partner to begin, and all of them will help to make you both happy, even if just one of you does them. The yes couple aren't just doing these things because they are already happy. They are happy because they are doing these things. Quite a few of the happiest couples Shanti spoke with started out in the struggling category and changed because just one partner began implementing these habits. Although there will always be a few sad cases where someone doesn't reciprocate, the amazing paradox of following God's command to look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. In other words, showing that you care about what matters to the other person will often result in the other person's wanting to do the same. During Shanti's experiment, one husband in a struggling marriage who was working on trying to believe the best submitted the following anonymous note. I still find it very hard to believe that there is no intent to guilt or shame when she says some of the things she does, but I'm trying. There were a couple of times when I wanted very much to remind her of the principles she was supposed to be following during this period, but I had to hold myself back, and I'm glad I did because I see us much softer toward each other than we were just a few weeks ago. Number five, plug into community. Many couples said that it was much easier to apply these things when they were talking with other couples and touching base regularly. For example, once a week in a small group, instead of trying to practice them solely on their own. For the person making changes solo in a marriage, the support of others is especially important. Enlist at least one other couple to work along with you to implement these habits. Number six, listen to and lean on God. Pray for God's guidance before you make the final choice of what to start with or what your spouse should start with. As one husband cautioned, for example, there might be one thing that you think your husband just needs to do. You may be absolutely sure, but when you pray about it, God might say, no, this other thing is what I want you to ask him to do, because he can do this one, and that will then give him confidence to try others. Giving this process to God and asking for his guidance is so key. And then while you're putting these insights to work, pray with and for each other. And then connect those dots to see what your Heavenly Father does as a result. Number seven, create reminders. Nearly every participant mentioned something about the importance of reminding yourself to keep what you're working on front and center. Otherwise, as one put it, the busyness of life will probably distract you from thinking about it. 
My wife had me working on pulling myself out of a funk since I was in a really bad mood about my job. And every night I would see this sticky note I wrote to myself asking, Are you grumpy? And it was a shocker at first how often I answered yes. But it made me think. I worked at it simply because I was conscious of it for the first time. Number eight, stick with it. All these habits are based at first on choice, not feelings. Make a commitment to do what you can do and stick with it. Give each one a try for some predetermined number of weeks before moving on to the next. Let it sink in. Maybe journal the results. But be aware every day that you are building a habit, and that requires consistent action. Even if on some of these, the only action is that you purposefully change your thoughts. A husband in one of the test groups emphasized, I found I have to make a daily effort to practice what I choose to try. It's an act of the will. Number nine, be generous with yourself and each other. This is a marathon, not a sprint. As we've said, behavioral change takes time. This is a new lifestyle of learning. If you stumble, that's okay. Get up and take another step instead of letting it totally stop you. When Shanti asked the experimenting couples what she and Jeff could do to help people apply these habits well, one wife answered, Well, we got in a disagreement early in the experiment, and that thwarted our progress. It would be so good if you could preface the whole thing by saying, You know, arguments might happen. Problems might happen. And that's okay. At least you're trying to make your marriage better. Don't let it stop you from really doing this. And if your spouse stumbles, that's okay too. As one man put it, it is so important to focus on staying positive and focused on the long term. Because you really don't know what your spouse's starting point was internally. They may be making tremendous strides inside, given where they are starting from. Don't look at the short-term stuff. It may not paint the best picture of the real change that is happening underneath. And number 10, celebrate results. As you see results, celebrate them. Talk with your wife about how great it feels now that she's saying thank you. Applaud your husband for how loved his new approach has made you feel. Ideally, even if you aren't the journaling type, Write things down and capture what changed so you can encourage yourself later when it is needed. For example, think about how encouraging it would be for this particular wife to look back on the note she wrote about her first habit, Believe the Best. I feel like this has improved my outlook, and I do appreciate the fact that most of the time my husband does have my best interest at heart. I don't know why I would ever think otherwise. But I feel that over this time period, I believe it. Several couples compared these new habits to a lifestyle change. A new lifestyle of learning that leads to so much more enjoyment every day. When Shanti and Jeff asked the test couples, What did you like best about participating in this experiment? One husband submitted the following. I enjoyed that it prompted my wife and me not to be complacent. Even though I would say we have a terrific marriage, it does require constant tending. It showed me that no matter how great our marriage is, there is always room to grow. There is always more to learn. 
but that just makes it even better. Well, our time's gone for today. I want to encourage you to have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.